Welcome to episode 024. Just because you're part Welcome, I'm your host, Clara Bade. One Woke Mama is a journey of awakening through the raw, sometimes painful, always beautiful, and definitely messy ride that is motherhood. This is our journey in mind, body, and soul towards consciousness. We seek clarity, we hunt down the truth, we dive into the discomfort of healing, uncovering shadows and rising out of them back into the new woman that we're meant to be. Through my personal brand of storytelling, musings, wisdom bombs and insights, we journey into motherhood, the catalyst if you so choose to become more conscious, aware and woke. I'm just one mama for... Quick reminder to head over to claireobeyed.com slash love. That's O-M-M-A-M-A-L-O-V-E to get your hands on my meditation bundle that includes 12 meditations designed to support you through your motherhood journey plus 12 affirmation cards all bundled up for just $49 professionally recorded and produced meditations you're absolutely going to love this package these are super beautiful and very supportive meditations and they're sure Hey, beautiful mama. Welcome to episode 024. So this is something that I've been wanting to talk about with you for a while now. And it's something that I've been working on for, let's say, four and a half years since I first became a mama. And it's all about the idea that, uh, for all of us, definitely, we parent differently to our partners. Most of us don't align in every single area. We try to, and of course the ideal is to find a partner that you align with, but the reality is most of us change so much in terms of our value system, and then once we become a parent, that changes again and again, and then of course we learn more and we explore more, and the child that we have forces us to see things in different ways. So the reality is most of us don't necessarily parent in the exact same way as our partner does. And I want to present this idea to you that perhaps 
Just because your partner parents differently to you doesn't mean that they are wrong or that their parenting is bad. I've personally been working on my judgments of my husband and how he parents differently to me for quite a while now. And I've been working on how that shows up and all the ways that I show up to that, including how I sometimes try and teach him my way, which is my natural way. I am a coach, I'm a guide. So that's a natural way for me to show up to all relationships. And I do try to curb that at times. But to be honest, on a bad day, this can often look like me making slash forcing slash pushing suggestions to him of other things that he could do or say to my daughter in particular. And sometimes this happens in the moment in front of my children and something I'm not necessarily proud of, but I'm not going to enter mum guilt on this one because I'm learning and growing on the job, guys. So when I sit and ask myself, what is this from? Where is this born from? It's really fascinating when I sit back and review that objectively because I can feel in my body during the very moments when I'm reacting or attempting to parent him on his parenting, I can see that I'm in a state of control. There's no surrender there. There's no flow. There's no acceptance there. Let's break it down more. And I'm going to say we now instead of I because maybe this resonates with you. Maybe we are controlling our partner's parenting because on some level we don't trust their parenting. And we don't trust their parenting because we've come to believe that our way is perhaps the only way or the right way. That only we could possibly know what's right for our child. After all, we are the mother, right? We grew the child, we birthed the child, we nurture and care for the child, we are connected to that child energetically, emotionally, spiritually. Our nervous systems are rigged together. So the fascinating thing about not trusting someone else and how they parent is that underlying that lack of trust is perhaps a deep fear, a fear of not doing the best thing for your child, a fear of completely, I'm about to swear, fucking them up, a fear of seeing, a fear of seeing them hurt, damaged, broken, affecting their future selves in some insanely negative way or in some way unfulfilling their potential, their chance to become somebody great in the world, emotionally abusing them, hurting them, making them sad. You know, we don't want to do that as mothers, do we? We want the best for our children, but sometimes the best can be a hindrance in many, many ways for both the child and the family as a collective. And the truth is we can't avoid the hurts and challenges that they will face. Like I said, it can be a hindrance to get in the way of whatever experience your child is meant to have. We can't avoid those hurts and challenges, whether they're at our own hand and remembering we are human and learning on the job or at the hands of others or simply life itself. We can't avoid it. That's part of what being a human is about. And in fact, it, without any hurts or challenges, we may as well not be here. We may as well be a beautiful, light-filled being that is all about unconditional love and completely entwined and connected to universal source energy. But no, we're human. What we can do is equip our children to help them cope, to manage, to show up, to feel, to process, to learn and grow from it all. That's our job, to create the framework and the systems and provide the guidance the support, 
the wisdom, but not to always catch them when they fall and not to always wrap them in cotton wool and prevent the hurts and the challenges from happening at all. So another thing that comes to mind when I sit here and consider the dynamic between myself and my partner, um, my opinions around how he parents, if my children are to always see me cutting down their father and undermining him and questioning his parenting and trying to teach him in the moment what I think is better and trying to control, well, what I'm also doing is teaching my children that not only are they not safe with other people or not only can they, you know, they can't feel that they can trust others, but I'm also teaching them that they're not also safe with themselves, that they can't trust their own intuition and guidance and their own knowing, and they must only look to me for reassurance and guidance, that they're not okay without me, that they're not okay in the world without me. And I sure as heck do not want them to learn that because, A, that's exhausting for me and not the way I see my life playing out, but also that's debilitating for them to be in the world and to not know how to function, to not know how to self-reference because they have learnt quite clearly that they are not okay without their mother. I'm sure you don't want your child to experience that too. So let me take this back to my hubby as well. When I present ideas to him or things that I've read or options for managing a challenge in a way that is inclusive and that is respectful to him and mostly, you know, a, a conversation, a back and forth, a sharing of ideas, when I do it like that, he's open to receiving insight and guidance and a different perspective. He's open to it because he knows I am a researcher. I am an intellectual. I do like to read and know and study and share ideas with other mums and to explore and to learn and grow. But if I don't do it in that way, he's not open and that's understandable. There have been times when he started to say to me, please, Claire, stop undermining me. Please, Claire, shush, stop it. Don't go there. Stop what you're about to say. And I know those moments are born out of frustration. Those are the moments when I'm being reactive and not reflective and not present and not patient and not calm. And when I say things in front of the children, when I choose to argue a point to him and not just step back and see where he's going with it, when I get in the way, when I try to control, when I manage, when I micromanage. Have you been there? Do you know how that feels? Can you feel that in your body? Even saying that right now makes my shoulders feel tense and makes me feel a bit uncomfortable in my tummy. So when my husband started to say to me, please, Claire, stop undermining me, at first I felt really shocked and defensive, which is natural, automatic ego response of how dare you, what do you mean, I'm right. But I've done enough self-development work to be able to see that ego flare when it does. And I'm willing to always witness those moments and feel into my body and feel into my breath and to see what's coming up for me. And in doing so, it became obvious that he was calling me out, and rightly so, and that I wasn't actually appreciating his way of parenting, that I had blinkers on, that I could only see and believe that my way was the right way. And I was in a state of control. And as I explained at the beginning... I could then see that was about distrust 
And underneath that, fear, always fear. And it made me question, well, who's to say that your way is the only right way? And that's what this whole episode is about. Because, yes, there is a lot that I don't agree with. You know, it's, it, my ego wants to say here, he doesn't really do a lot of self-work or conscious work, which is quite funny because he's the most grounded, chilled, present person that I know. And he is my rock. His beautiful masculine stability is everything to me. So I do have to dismantle that judgment too and I have done that because just because he doesn't do quote-unquote the work doesn't mean that he doesn't know and doesn't mean that he's not connected to his intuition and doesn't mean that he isn't doing the best for his children because he is. So yes, there is a lot that I don't agree with and I'm sure there's a lot that he doesn't agree with in, in the way that I parent and he has shared that with me many, many times. I know that he's definitely seen me as perhaps too lenient or too soft or um, too willing to hear my child out when they just need discipline and structure and not strong enough in certain areas. Whereas I see sometimes him to be too strong, too tough, too dominant, too controlling, too hard-ass. But I can actually now see when I really pull back and I get myself out of the story and just see bird's eye view, I can see that his polarities to me not only beautifully allow me to be taken to my edge, to my place of discomfort, which I then can grow and grow and heal and heal more. And that's another podcast, I think. But they also fill in the gaps, the areas of parenting that I don't naturally do well. So it, my soft feminine conscious approach hearing my daughter out giving her space to feel that's what I do well but there are times where boundaries need to be set very clearly and discipline does need to be invited in some way that's loving and attentive but clearly defined and he does that better than I do he also knows when it's time to just neutralize the emotion and to just redirect my daughter's energy and turn the conversation off and bring in play and attachment play and you know how they play tackles and use their bodies and process emotions physically he does that so well you know whereas I'm wanting to go in and let me hear you let me talk you through this let me feel you let me see what you are trying to show me here but sometimes that can spiral the emotion in too deep and we need to jump up and out of that so these are all truths and insights that I've had to sit with and at times watching my undermining and underappreciating energy with discomfort and trying to avoid going to self-judgment but still watching it and witnessing it and to really see that yes I have been stuck in my ways that my ways were the only right ways to nurture my spirited, highly sensitive and colourful little girl who is a huge trigger for me and a huge reflection for me and has offered so much inner child healing for me because she forces so much wounding out of me in her beautiful way 
And I can see that the way that I want to parent her and the way that I want somebody else to parent her is the way that I wanted to be parented as a child, the way that I feel my inner child wounds need to be handled carefully and with love and with attention and with soft, softness and tenderness. But she is not me. So that is an important thing to highlight here is that that's how I feel I need healing to happen for me, but that's not necessarily the only thing that she needs. She is not me. She is reflecting things back to me, but she is not me, which means that she does need different approaches, not just my approach. She does need her father in his way because she chose him and he will provide something for her, whether that is to take her into a shadow so that she can grow from there, whether that is to force her to feel deep sadness and pain and challenges and feeling hurt in some way so that she can grow and tap into her own resilience and strength and empowerment or whether she needs his playfulness and his tenderness and his softness when that comes through in his own way because that's what she requires in that moment. And sometimes she verbally says that to me, I'm hurt, mommy, but I need daddy right now. So what I'm trying to say here is it's so important to see that our children require different parenting and different approaches for different reasons. Sometimes that is they need softness and healing and love and nurturing, but maybe they also need to be pushed because they're not going to step into that quality within themselves, that courage, that bravery, that fierceness, unless they are pushed or unless they are shut down in some way. To give you an example from myself, I've had moments in the past with my father when I was a young child where he was quite brutal in some ways. And I look back at that with only appreciation now because I can see that that harshness or that roughness has forced me to step into a different kind of power or has created a wound that I'm now enjoying healing and has forced me to seek out different healing modalities and different healers and to learn different things about myself and to learn different skills and tools to grow. I hope you can see where I'm going with this. So sitting with this idea that perhaps his parenting is different but yet still perfect and good has been a really huge growth point for me. And I've been working on it consciously. I've been witnessing how triggered I feel in certain moments, witnessing my ego when it flares up and wants to rush in and fix things and fix how he's parenting and fix this issue for my child and in brackets, fix myself and my own inner child, witnessing my distrust, my fears of doing the wrong thing by my children or somebody else hurting my children. And are they even hurting my children? Witnessing and simply breathing into those moments and watching my desire to control flare up and staying in my body and staying in my container and staying in my breath and staying with what I see and trying not to respond instantly. And it's led to so many beautiful realizations and changes. And I want to share one in particular with you, one specific that maybe helps you see this. Quite a few months back, I had this moment where my husband was playing his usual game with my daughter. It happens every night. It's where he pretends to be really sad when it's not his turn to put her to bed. Sorry, not his turn to put her to bed. We alternate, right? And that's taken us quite a few years to get to that point where she's comfortable for us to alternate. It used to just be me. 
And she plays up to it. He does a sad face and pretends to be all weepy and hurt. And she goes, it's okay, Daddy, I love you. It's your turn tomorrow. It's your turn tomorrow. And she hugs him and cuddles him. So what I used to see was this. I used to see that he was manipulating her sensitive soul, that he was adding to her anxiety, that he was putting his emotional needs first and acting like the kid and making her mother him. And that used to trigger me. It's like, how dare you? Let her be a child. Let her know that she's loved. Let her feel safe no matter what. Let her not feel responsible for you. That's a big burden to carry. Sometimes I see that. Sometimes I still see that. I won't lie. Sometimes when I'm not in the best place emotionally or I'm exhausted and my own wounding hasn't been catered for or cared for, that comes up. And if that does come up, I choose to talk it out with him not to berate him in the moment, not to redirect him, not to control him, not to try and share in the moment what I think he could do better. But maybe later on to present what I saw and to give him the platform that he deserves to share his view and the platform that he deserves to share his opinion. But, and this is an important but here, what I now mostly see is that he's creating an opportunity for her to feel and to know how loved she is by her father how wanted she is, that she is worthy of that much love and that it fills her up and that he laughs and plays with her and cares for her and loves her and she deserves all of that. He's also teaching her the message about being cheeky and playful and how to be light, which I'm not very good at. I'm not very good at taking the seriousness out of situations and just being light. You know, if she came to me and said, Oh, it's okay, mummy. It's okay. It's your turn tomorrow. My heart would bleed for her and I would be down on my knees and looking her in the eyes and saying, honey, I love you so much. You don't need to worry about me. It's all okay. You know, but he teaches her how to be light and just relax and be silly and playful. I wasn't taught that. Or I had that as a child and it was squashed out of me very quickly. He's sending this message of his deep, constant, unwavering love and passion for her. And he's programming her to feel and to know that she deserves that kind of love always. He's setting the stage for the kind of relationships that she will seek out in the future. And that is huge. And because he is the masculine to her feminine, that is something that she does need to learn from him and witness and see from him. And children learn from our behaviors that we model, not from the words that we say. So that's led me to understanding that She is learning about relationships as well from my husband and I and how we interact with each other. And I want to ensure that she witnesses our relationship to be one of equality and deep love and respect and honor. And that that is a relationship that she can model, that she sees us challenge each other, but that that is built on love and affection and respect and that we're built on a strong foundation of appreciation and shared values and a willingness to learn and grow together hand in hand and that she doesn't need to worry that we have her we are the strong container and boundaries that she needs and that we will parent her and guide her in the right way that she can rest easy in that knowing that she can breathe and relax and feel safe in the container of her parents as a unified force Can you see how many layers there are here to this simple idea that perhaps your partner 
is parenting just the way that is needed for your child and for you and for your family. And that feels so good to slowly build on that truth and that appreciation for him and for the way that he parents and to see it as valuable and important. So just because your partner parents differently to you doesn't mean that they are wrong. They are not wrong. Yes, there are things that they need to work on. Yes, there are things that we need to work on. Yes, we both always need to be working and growing on things. But if this has triggered for you something and shown you something that you are doing, perhaps a pattern that you're in, take a breather, feel into your body, notice where that desire to control and that lack of trust and fear flares up. Breathe into that space. Allow it to shift and move through your body and then just go into a state of observation and awareness and witnessing. And then when you're ready, simply make the decision to bite your tongue and hold back and to watch and see it from a different perspective. What is he bringing to the table that you don't? What is he bringing to the table that's needed? What is he bringing to the table and what lesson is there for your child? Maybe not in the immediate moment, but over the years. Even if it's a painful lesson, can you see how that's valuable? Ah, oh, it's a biggie. It's a really big one. And I would be so excited and thrilled to hear your feedback and insights and your downloads from this. So please hit me up on Instagram at Claire O Wellness. Share this with your mama friends on socials. Tune in on iTunes. Leave your review and your feedback there if you prefer. I can't wait to hear what you thought of this download. Feeling a little bit shaky after saying all of this out loud. That's just my body releasing some of this and letting it all move through my system. So thank you for holding space for me through this as well. And I can't wait to tune in and check in with you next week for our next episode. But for now, as always, just a little reminder that I am just one mama on the path to work. And I hope that you choose to wake up with me too.